Welcome to the Humanity Leadership Podcast. My name is David Wheatley. We're here to talk leadership in small, bite-sized and practical chunks. Enjoy. So this is another of our first Friday work sessions. The first Fridays happen on the first Friday of every month at noon Eastern time, and you can register for them at humanity.com where it says first Fridays. And the first Friday is simply a leadership work session where we have an interactive session around a particular tool or a topic. And uh, this week it is uh, on should they stay or should they go now, which is a, a tool that we've developed to help people work out whether uh, the gray area between uh, performance and underperformance and, and letting folks go. But there's more details here. Have a listen. Uh, if you want the tool uh, and you're just a listener, please send me an email, david at humanity.com, and I'll make sure you get a copy of that tool. Welcome, all. Uh, this series of uh, First Friday work sessions so far this year has had a bit of a common theme, and performance reviews was the first one, and, and how and why not to do them, how to get calibrated, how to provide constructive feedback. And, and even back in September last year, we did a session on delegation. And the reason why I point all these things out is because this session is going to focus on the gray area that exists between the coaching and delegation side of things and the discipline process. So let's dig into uh, what I mean by that. So because when, when we have a new or engaged employee, our job as a leader is to provide clear expectations of success, boundaries, key performance indicators, and a, and a cadence of check-ins. And for more on this, refer back to that September session. It's then to teach and coach them to high performance and provide performance feedback like we discussed last month. Working with people at this end is relatively straightforward. It's easy. At the other end of the continuum are things like the progressive discipline process, creating clear off-ramps for people. And I, I use that term because I've found organizations are good at creating on-ramps with onboarding programs, but they don't usually have solid off-ramps that help people out of roles that aren't working, uh, what you might call off-boarding. It might also include what severance options might be there, and is there a plan to cover their work and responsibilities? Often when people are at this end, it's obvious and although never easy, probably clear as to next steps. Where I want to focus today is the gray area between these two ends. A significant chunk of, of my work as a coach is helping people who are in this gray area. The leader finds himself in a difficult position and wondering whether the employee should stay or should go. We've been working as a team to identify uh, a series of questions that can help a leader reduce the gray area and point them back to one way, the left, or another, the right. It's not an easy answer. Uh, that costs a whole lot more money, and uh, you probably can't afford it. But the, it's a series of questions that uh, help bring clarity to your role as a leader and to their role as an employee. There's a, a little bit of an order to these questions, but as they progress, they will help you decide whether you should move left and back to more delegation and coaching, or move right to the parting of ways. So let's take a look at these uh, questions. So I'm going to start off with, do I have red path baggage regarding this person? If, if you're not familiar with that concept, the concept of red path choices and baggage, then I suggest you look at our book, which is 
placed nicely back on the shelf here. What great teams do great. Red Path Baggage is about the negative baggage that you carry about another person that may be more emotional than factual. If you do have Red Path Baggage, then move back to the left and get calibrated yourself. Now, the next question is, have I done my job? Am I calibrated? This, like the first question, is introspective. Have I, as a leader, done a good job of being clear with expectations and coaching? And comes back to that word calibrated that Lance talked with us about earlier on this year. Am I excusing, enabling uh, the behavior or the results? This question gets at whether I, as the leader, am doing a solid job of measuring the performance against clearly defined expectations. It can be easy to find excuses for poor performance because they're a nice person. And I'm sure many of you here have done that. They're a nice person, but they're not quite hitting where they need to. But they're a nice person. And it makes it even harder to, to make that decision. So as we, we ask more questions, then uh, we continue to get the leader reflect on mostly what they have or haven't done. So was dele delegation or coaching done well? If not, go back to the delegation tool and a solid coaching cadence. Uh, have the check-ins increased? So are we providing feedback and progress reports frequently enough that people have visibility to it? Have I provided the right resources? So, and if not, what do I need to do? That was one of the questions that folks asked as we started the session today. Are we providing the right resources? It, if we know, know what we need to do, it moves us back to the left and back to better delegation and coaching. Do they have visibility to where they are? Where they are? Is there clarity as to their progress? Are you sure that they fully understand any gaps? If not, then it moves us back to the left again. Have I provided both situational and trajectory feedback? This is about the current performance and the direction things are headed in. Performance not, might not quite be there, but if it's headed in the right direction, this might move us back to the left. Is it the what, the results, or the how, the behavior that is the problem? And is this clear to the performer? Is a gap in performance, or is it a gap in potential? Is there evidence that can get to the that they can get to the performance level that is required and what are performance barriers is there an environmental a skills training placement leadership motivation what barriers do we notice because that again may move us back to the left and by this stage it should be clear if the leader needs to move back to the left to do their job or if they've said no nope, i've taken care of all those things multiple times then it's potentially starting to make us think about the right hand side the next set of questions dig in a little bit deeper. Do I think this person can recover? And if so, what am I basing this on? Uh, do I actually see something that is giving me an indication that they have the room to get there? Are they the right person in the wrong seat? And if so, what seat might work better? So can we move them around the organization to better plug them in where their skills will be valued without losing the, the benefit to the organization? How do I discern their bandwidth and potential? How am I looking at that? Am I thinking about uh, whether I've put too much on them, whether they have more potential? Where's the room there? And then if this person left, how would I feel? And that's a question I've used many times when, with people who are struggling. It's not unusual for people to say, oh, that would be a relief. Well, why? What are you seeing that would make that such a relief for this person if they left? 
Then a question that's quite often on on people's exit interview uh, worksheets is, would you rehire them? And if not, why not? What are you seeing again? What are the behaviors that you're seeing? If it's not on your exit interview sheet, I'd highly recommend putting that on there as you do the exit interview. It's always a great reference just in case they come back looking for a job later on. And you've got some data there to say what they could or could not be doing and what the impacts are. So then we get a couple of questions that uh, people might struggle with. Uh, Am I working harder on them than they are? Because the burden should be with them. And many times I find myself working with great leaders who are great people, but they want to make sure that the people underneath them are successful. And they try too hard to make them successful, even when the person themselves isn't trying as hard. And so bear in mind, the burden should be with them. And if you're working harder than they are, then you're part of the problem. Then the other question is, what's the ROI of coaching to learning? And we've thrown this around the organization quite a bit. And we came back with three strikes shows a lack of learning. So if you think about that, the, the first time somebody makes a mistake, it's because they're working. We all make mistakes. The key is to learn from them. Making the same mistake twice means that something was missing. So at that point, I put the onus more on the leader. Do we need to provide more clarity and expectations and do it in a different way? The third time the same mistake is made shows a lack of learning. What's interesting is most of the leaders I work with still provide a fourth strike just to make sure. But the moment it gets to the fifth, the problem is no longer the employee. And then the last couple of questions is, uh, is there an external personal issue that can be addressed? And do you have visibility to it? Is there something going on that we're not aware of that uh, could be impacting this person's performance? Have I uh, got visibility to it? Am I thinking about that before I potentially move things to the right? And then am I prepared for a caring, honest, and direct conversation? And caring, honest, and direct, what we call CHAD, is another uh, term from the book, What Great Teams Do Great, which helps people really move things Uh, in the right direction and bring things along. It needs all three of those aspects, the caring, honest, and direct elements. So the aim here is that by reflecting on these questions, the gray area doesn't disappear, it's just reduced. And the leader is clearer as to the next move. So that was the first Friday again. Pop to humanity.com to register. And uh, once again, if you want a copy of the the one-page version of that tool that uh, I was talking about, uh, you can either see it in the YouTube version of this, which will be up shortly, or you can send me a note and I'm happy to share it with you. So we'll talk soon. That was the Humanity Leadership Podcast. My name's David Wheatley. For further information about Humanity, go to humanity.com or check out our latest book, What Great Teams Do Great, from all good bookstores. Have a good one. Stay healthy.